the coaches allowing the team to be a player-led team. You know, the best teams are player-led, um, led by guys that really care about the success of the team. And I feel like Coach Fritz and the other coaches gave us a true opportunity to really set a standard in which we want to accomplish and go out there and achieve it. Welcome to Call the Huddle. My name is Xavier Gusset. The following conversation is an interview with Nick Anderson, a linebacker who spent four seasons at Tulane before recently declaring for the 2023 NFL Draft. Nick had a lot of cool things to talk about, such as his time at Tulane and winning the Cotton Bowl against USC this past season, along with his thoughts on a 12-team college football playoff. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview, and as always, thank you for watching. So you ready to get this thing started then? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. I got just a couple quick questions. Uh, I just want to ask for everyone watching to get to know you just as off the field and what your preferences are. Is that good? It's perfect. All right, man. Uh, the first one I got is a good one. Uh, Jordan or LeBron? Which one are you picking and why? <laughs> um, I'm going to pick LeBron um, simply because, uh, ooh, stop. Actually, I would have said LeBron prior to this year. Well, I'm going to go with Jordan um, simply because of his mentality, um, the things that he individually brought to his team um, and organization with being at the Bulls. And going into the season, I really just watched a lot of Jordan's videos, his interviews, and really just admired the way that he was so passionate about winning and making the people around him great. Um, but I'm a LeBron fan, but in this instance, I got to go with Jordan overall for the mentality. Okay. I mean, LeBron's about to break the, the scoring record. Uh, I, I like that. Answer. I like that. These are, these are going to be hard hitting questions. So get ready for the next couple of few. Uh, Taylor Swift or Rihanna? Rihanna. Rihanna? <laughs> are right, you you're excited for the halftime show? Yeah, most definitely, man. You know, Rihanna, she's been holding out uh, for the last couple of years. Yeah. So it's good to see her. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Drake or future for you, Nick? Drake. Drake is an easy one? Yes, yes. Drake is – future is in my top five, but Drake is number one. Just overall because he can, like, do it all. He can do it all, man. He's the GOAT. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Um, what about Xbox or PlayStation? Are you a console guy? Yeah, I'm a PS5 guy. PS5? Is there a yeah. PlayStation? PlayStation, yeah. You always been PlayStation? Always been PlayStation. Well, I had a 360 before I got the PS4, but after I got the PS4, I've been PlayStation ever since. That's cool, man. That's cool. Uh, and then I just got one more before I want to get uh, I know a couple good ones. Um, if you could play a position at, uh, other than linebacker, what would you pick and why? And where what are you going with? Running back. Running back. Simply because um, I played running back in high school. Um, definitely miss having the ball in my hands. Oh, man, with uh, my stature, I feel like I'd be an amazing running back. So definitely okay. running back. Wow. Yeah, I like that. I like to see on your film. Like, I know you're good in space and you fly around. So that'd be fun to see, like, you with the ball in your hands. Yeah. Uh, like, getting into a couple of questions now. I know, like, you're from Mississippi. Uh, you went to JUCO for a year and played football and then spent four years at Tulane. Just tell me about, like, growing up, how did you get into football? And, like, when did you know you were committed to football fully? Um, Just overall, I started off playing football when I was six years old. Prior to that, I was a soccer player. I feel like, you know, everybody starts off with soccer being their fundamental sport. Um, But, you know, my uh, parents signed me up for football and I just was naturally always gifted at it. Um, Just loved the, the physicality of the sport, uh, being able to run around and hit people and just impose my will on people. Um, And so that really just what showed, like, 
started that foundation of me really loving the sport. And then once I got to probably my sophomore year of high school, I really realized that I could play on the next level of college and realized that that would be a great opportunity for me. Um, and that's something that I really focused in on. And since then, I've just been so passionate about, you know, getting to each and every level after that. Yeah, that's cool. I, that's real. I didn't know you played soccer. Like, like, how long did you play soccer for? I played soccer maybe for about from the age five to probably eight. So for a good okay. amount, good amount of time. Um, that, that right, that right, that age. Okay. Uh, did you ever realize like that helped you with, like footwork, just like naturally like being athletic or anything when it came to being like linebacker or anything? Oh um, yeah, like especially when the transition of football, just having that you know, nature of running all around and having that energy, you know, definitely made a smooth transition to playing, you know, American football, you know, they call right. it, you know, football, soccer, uh, other places. But um, overall, yeah, uh, I definitely will push for my future kids to play soccer um, simply because it just builds their fundamentals for no matter what sport you're going into. That's cool. No, I know, like, I know I've never heard about anyone else talk about it before, but I know like Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson talks about like he play, grew up playing soccer, even like as a receiver and stuff and like footwork and stuff off the line. And that's something that like, I know a lot of guys like football players, like American football players don't have that experience, but it's something that I've always thought is cool. Uh, it's like growing up into that. Obviously you talked about like going in, like playing high school ball. Uh, just like what, what, who's some linebackers or, or defensive guys that you looked up or modeled your game after like that you admired growing up. Okay. Growing up. Um... I would say Reuben Foster uh, in, that, in that middle school age, just watching him. And then in high school, um, watching guys like Mac Wilson, um, Devin White, uh, just, just right. dogs to the position. Um, and, you know, you had the – I was able to watch Ray Lewis in his last couple of years um, and just really admired the, the way he motivated and how much of a leader he was. Um, so I'll definitely say – those were my top linebackers. Also, I was a Green Bay Packers fan growing up, so Clay Matthews was definitely a guy that I loved to watch play football. That's cool. So, like in high school, did you ever like rush the passer, or were you like like a like an offbacker? I did both in high school. In high school, I actually played offensively. I played running back, played a little H yeah. back, fullback, and then on the defensive side of the ball, I played stand up DN and middle linebacker. Wow. So like coming in, like what what was the transition in the JUCO like when you were playing linebacker? Um, the transition was kind of smooth. I didn't really realize the difference between playing high school football in the speed of the game compared to playing on the junior college level. You okay. know, once I got the junior college, I realized that I would have to work a little bit harder to get those 13, 14 tackle games simply because like everybody around me was a little bit better than it was when I was in high school. So I definitely had to get adjusted to the speed in the game and also playing with guys, not just being the, the best guy on the field all the time and playing with guys that had an equilibrium of talent around me. Um, when my time at Jones, I think I played, both of my safeties were All-Americans. Um, I played beside Dalen Gill and he was an All-American the year after I left. So I'm playing around guys that make plays. Um, so I had to, you know, kick a different motor in to, in order for me to uh, get seen out there. But definitely loved the experience. Um, it definitely was a humbling experience going the junior college route. Wouldn't trade my time there for anything in the world. Um, but as far as the football, I would definitely say the speed of the game was a little bit faster than high school. 
Right. Yeah. No, that's a cool experience. Like getting to, to see the three different levels, obviously. Um, right. Right. Quick. I just want to hit. I know you like you're from Mississippi. I know Mississippi's got a lot of good athletes, especially like football and American football athletes uh, like Jerry Rice. I know Walter Payton, like Brett Favre, uh, A.J. Brown, like D.K. Metcalf guys like today. Uh, who are like the three? You, could you give me like the top three guys off your head that you like that you uh, think in your eyes? Top three guys from Mississippi, excluding myself. <laughs> would be I gotta give a shout out to my dog Nicobe Dean um yeah. my real good friends he's uh about to go play in the Super Bowl um this uh this weekend so I gotta give him a shout right. um AJ Brown is up there simply because I've seen him play in person and he 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 was definitely that type of athlete in high school like I've seen him make some crazy catches and do some crazy things um Cam Akers Cam Akers, those those would be my top three. Oh, yeah. Cam Akers at high school, he played quarterback for Clinton. And really, he was just an athlete all around. He played quarterback, lined up and running back, receiver sometime, uh, safety on defense. And he probably is the best player that I've played against from Mississippi. He was wow. he was a crazy athlete in high school. I didn't even know he was from Mississippi. I knew he went to Florida State. That's yeah, he cool. was from Clinton, Mississippi. Yeah, I definitely say Cam Akers is the best high school football player from Mississippi that I've seen play and played against. Wow. Okay. Uh, like, like, I know, tell me, were you, um, you were committed to South Alabama, correct? Or. Yeah. Prior to Tulane, I was committed to South Alabama and the other school that I was showing real interest in was Ole Miss. So it came down to Ole Miss, South Alabama and Tulane. Yeah. Then like, tell me after your season at JUCO, what was the recruiting process of going to Tulane? Like, and what was the decision behind that? And, what, why did you ultimately end up going there and what was the deciding factor? Okay, so um, really one of the things that really changed about my recruiting process going from junior college to division one versus um, high school was that I was more understanding of what to look for when it came to, you know, college choices and what was more important rather than just uniforms and looking good and things like that. And so I really just looked at the relationships and the values of how teams really wanted me to come in and wanted to use me and how they prioritized me. Um, South Alabama showed me a lot of love. They really was the first school to offer me when I got the junior college level. They offered me before I even played a snap with junior college football. Um, so that's why, you know, I went ahead and committed to them because, you know, they just showed me a lot of loyalty, you know, starting off. Um, Ole Miss was was definitely at the top spot for a long time with me being a Mississippi guy. You know, you go up wanting to play, you know, at Ole Miss or Mississippi State. But I just felt like Ole Miss wasn't really prioritizing me and that they really were just checking off a list when it came to, you know, my offer and things like that. And that I wouldn't, you know, be a premier guy, you know, on that team. And so it came down to Tulane. And at first I was hesitant about Tulane because, you know, it was a program that was you know, not really known, but I knew that Coach Fritz was a, a pretty good coach and they were, they had some pretty good players and they, they would give me the opportunity to come in and play early. And the program was definitely on the rise, you know, getting this first bowl game win versus the, the University of Lafayette at the time. And so on my official visit and had a blast, you know, my mom enjoyed herself. I enjoyed myself. And one of the things that really stood out to me about Tulane was just the relationships, like you can tell that the coaching staff generally 
genuinely had a good relationship with each other and that the players really had a good relationship with the coaches, especially when it came to the linebackers and the linebacker coach, Coach Moots. You know, I can just tell that everything was genuine, that it, he wasn't just one of those coaches that, you know, just done with you after you're done with practice and doesn't talk to you ever. I can tell that, you know, they had a pretty great uh, relationship in that room and a great standard. And ultimately that would lead to my decision, just the culture, of Tulane and the culture through the program and also the academics. Academics were was definitely one of the priorities on my list. Um, so getting a Tulane degree was definitely uh, the deciding factor for coming down here. Right. Yeah, that's cool. And then, like, obviously you had the four seasons there and then capped it off with this past season. Obviously had, like, 105 tackles and was a great season all around. You guys finished number ninth overall uh, in the rankings. Tell me just, like, Going into this season, what was the transition like this season? Obviously, 12 and 2 this season. You guys finished like two wins last season, right? Right. What was the the talk in the locker room? And how did you guys like when did you guys know you were as good as you could be? Um, just overall, it started last year in January. Um, we had a lot of great leaders on the team, not only you know the four captains, but all across the board. We had guys that had experience guys that really, you know, were able to take control of their position rooms. And I really want to say the top two things that really played a role in the big change was one, us having faith in the program, faith in ourselves, um, believing in each other and really playing together. And also the coaches allowing the team to be a player-led team. You know, the best teams are player-led, um, led by guys that really care about the success of the team. And I feel like Coach Fritz and the other coaches gave us a true opportunity to really set a standard in which we want to accomplish and go out there and achieve it. And so I feel like, you know, everybody just did a good job of holding each other accountable, um, not being selfish, really locking in on the common goal. And we set the goal back in January. You know, we said in January, our first meeting, that we were going to go out and win the conference championship. And then after that, we would win our bowl game. And we didn't settle for anything less. We set that standard, and it wasn't no, okay, what about if this happens or that happens? No, that's the standard. And we stayed true to it. And that's a really, really good testament to what we did this season. Yeah, like obviously that last big game against USC was uh, huge. And then um, talk about like you guys had the two two losses this year, um, like Southern Miss and then UCF later in the year. Like you talk about being a player player led team and like all the talented guys that you guys uh, had being able to like uh, work each other out and stuff. Tell me like personally, how does like how do you grow as a communicator and leader like throughout this season? Did did you notice anything that stuck out to you in that in that aspect? Oh, most definitely. This year really tested my leadership as a captain because a lot of guys cling to me um, overall just to see how I would respond to different things. And I'll never forget, you know, us coming off the Kansas State win and, you know, going into the Southern Miss game um, really on a nonchalant pace. I'm not saying that we didn't prepare for the game, but we didn't really emphasize it like we did the week before when we were playing uh, Kansas State. I mean, so Southern Miss came out and they just really wanted to win more and they beat us. And then uh, prior to the, uh, after the game, um, we went in the locker room and you can just tell that it was, it had the opportunity to go really negative. And, you know, that's when I just took the opportunity as a captain to, you know, bring the team together after the game um, and just tell them, you know, we did lose, you know, we did lose a rivalry game, but the real season started next week with, next week with conference. Um, 
this the season and what we've done these first four games really doesn't matter at this point because the ultimate goal was us to win a conference championship. The goal was never to go undefeated. The goal wasn't to beat Southern Miss. The goal was to go out and win a conference championship, and that goal is still obtainable. But we can't turn on each other. We can't lose ourselves just because we lost one game. And the team really just bought into that. Um, and that's really when we started the one and no mentality and just putting the emphasis on winning each game and focusing on each opponent week by week and putting our all into whoever's on the schedule for each uh, Saturday. And we carried that on. And we hit a little wall with uh, UCF. And I feel like that wall really wasn't because we wasn't it, – it really wasn't because we were not mentally prepared. It's just they just – had a great game plan and they beat us but you know the week after that we settled back in beat SMU uh win and uh beat Cincinnati on the road to snap their win streak um because we knew we wanted to play those guys again um and we ended up beating them in the conference championship and so overall you know we just emphasize that one and no mentality emphasize getting better each and every week and not letting, you know, a win change us or a loss change us, but continuing to strive for it each and every week, and it paid off. Right, yeah. Um, like, talk about, like, you being one of the veterans in that uh, locker room. Were you Are you, like, a vocal guy when it comes to pointing stuff out or, like, talking to guys in, like, the film room or on the practice room or things like that, or are you more like an example type guy? Um, a little bit of both, but more vocal. Um, you know, I, I lead by example with my play and my dedication to my preparation and uh, doing my assignment. But overall, you know, I try to be that vocal guy to motivate guys and push guys and, you know, really just want to bring the best out of my teammates. And I said, you know, prior to the season that my goal wasn't to have crazy statistics or get all these different accolades. My goal was to win and was to be a great leader and great captain. You know, uh, the way we do captains down here, we are both the team votes for whoever is going to be the captain. And so I knew that my responsibility uh, would be to be the best leader I could the whole season because that's what the guys put me in that position to do so. Um, and overall, our team success brought individual success, but putting the team first is really my main point of emphasis in being the leader this season. And I feel like I did a great job of being a captain and a leader and really just um, put the team on my back at times. Um, and it, it wasn't, it was stressful, you know, being a captain, you know, everybody looks at you for answers and you also got to, carry yourself a certain way, but I stepped up to the plate and, and took on the challenge and uh, can go to sleep at night knowing I did everything I could as a captain for this team. Yeah. Uh, like, tell me, like, throughout your career, obviously, like, the four years at Division One football, is there, like, a moment, whether it's even this year or, like, early on in your career where you kind of, like, figured it out or where you realized that you, like, were more vocal or had, like, a different, see, like, uh, view of the game in a way? Um, overall, I would say last year, me getting hurt and, and suffering an injury last season really changed my mentality to not be so focused on my success and what I could do for the game. But overall, just enjoy the fact that you get to play football, that you get to lace up and go practice or, you know, dress out and perform each and every Saturday. Um, going into last season, I really was so focused on you know, having a great season so I can go to the, the draft and go to the league that I really was looking more into the future than I was in the present. And so after dealing with the hurricane and dealing with some personal things and then also getting hurt week three versus Ole Miss, 
it allowed me to really sit down and focus and come to the realization that football can be taken from me at any moment. And so when God gives me an opportunity to lace on the cleats and step on the field, I want to stay in that moment and make the most of it. So I really would say my injury is overall what changed my aspect to be more appreciative of the game and the opportunities that football gives me. Um, so I, that's the that's what I would say. Yeah. And then like going into that, like I'm real excited for like your offseason and everything. I watched a lot of your film and, and I can tell you just fly around on the field. You're a big tackler. Um, and obviously you can see the the aspect, like the how long you've been there uh, stands out on the field. Um, like just tell me now, like going into the draft prospect, uh, you saw like um, the Cotton Bowl. Um, you guys won the Cotton Bowl. You declared for the draft and then hired an agent. Like just tell me what what's the last year been like for you and what's this experience like going forward? Um, the last year has been amazing to go out my senior year with a conference championship with a Cotton Bowl win against, you know, the Heisman Trophy winner and also such a historic program against USC. You know, it's just truly been a blessing and I'm thankful for God for each and every thing that he's given me this year, Um, especially coming off a year like last year. I'm just so appreciative of the different ways that he's blessed me. Um, and it's just been exciting, man. You know, I try to stay in the moment and not get too ahead of myself. Um, I know the NFL draft is coming. Um, I know all of that is coming. But overall, I've just been focused on, you know, my training and just enjoying the process to get there. Um, yeah, you, uh, you're right. I picked my agent, um, EJ Gonzalez. I really just believe in him, believe in his work ethic um, and decided to really roll with him because, you know, he's just a great person, a real genuine guy. Um, so that was exciting signing with him and making that relationship and also just the reality of knowing that my dreams are at the door. And that's just something that, you know, really is just a true testament to my faith and true testament to God and how he's blessed me. Um, but overall, this year has been amazing. And I'm just excited to wake up each and every day and get to what's next. Yeah, yes, sir. No, definitely. I'm, I'm going to be rooting for you uh, throughout the next couple of steps of this thing. Um, just tell me now about your game. Like, like I said, I know you're a big hitter and you fly around, but like in your, in your opinion, um, like what are some strengths to your game? Like whether it's on the field or like in the, in the film room or like leadership, like you were talking about, like, how are you a unique uh, player? I would just say my ability to adapt and play different positions Um, this year, my coach uh, had me playing uh, outside linebacker in our base three, four defense, stand up DN and being able to rush the passer. Um, I play a lot of special teams. Um, I actually caught a punt versus Tulsa um, from a direct snap to get the first down. So I just feel like, you know, my ability to do a lot of different things on the football field really helps boost my production and also boost my opportunity to do it on the next level. Uh, I feel like I'm one of those guys that whatever coach needs me to do, I'm down to do it. Um, and just a guy that, you know, can has experience doing a lot of different things on the defensive side. I also feel that I'm a very intelligent football player. I have great awareness and great instincts that really help me elevate my game. Um, and another strength I would say is my size. You know, a lot of people may look at my size and say it's a weakness. You know, he's not the biggest guy, but I feel like I can, my size allows me to slip blocks, uh, play with great uh, uh, leverage against my opponents. And it also gives me the opportunity to, move a little bit quicker and do things that guys at 6'2", 6'3", just can't do. Um, so I definitely feel like my size is one of my strengths and helps elevate my game in different ways. Yeah, no, right. I know. I think the the sub six foot linebacker thing is something that's like a more like traditional uh, take that's like guys in the NFL today. If you can play, you can play like if and, and you 
uh, watching your game. You're a real athletic guy and you're bigger, like you were talking about. So I think it's something that, like I said, is like an older take in a lot of guys today. It's just based on the film and the game. Uh, going off of that, like just talk about like what are some things that you're working on as a player or something that you can improve on as a linebacker right now? I'm um, just overall right now just been working on uh, just lateral quickness. I feel like as a linebacker, that's one of the things you always got to have, especially with the modern NFL coming into more of a passing league. You got to be able to cover, you know, faster guys. So just having that quickness to take the right angles, keep the right leverage. That's just something I've been working on as well as flexibility and body control. Um, so overall, just, you know, making sure that I'm more flexible and can have more endurance to cover faster, quicker guys. Um, and just overall staying strong, staying in shape and continuing to grow as a football player and as a student of the game. I feel like, you know, in, until you retire and hang the cleats up, it's always something that you can learn um, and add to your game. And so I feel like that's one of the things that I've really been working on this offseason, just becoming uh, more understanding of the mental approach going into the NFL and also just working on my speed, quickness and strength um, because you always need to enhance those things in order to perform well. Yeah, definitely. It's obviously all about the details in the NFL. So that's something that you can only work on. Uh, like I saw a little bit. Um, do you have you guys have a pro day set, right? Yeah, our pro day is March 16th. 16th. OK. Do you have any like numbers right now, of like workout numbers that you're looking for or like expecting on certain things? OK, so um, bench press. My goal is 27 reps on the bench, at least at least 27. At least. Um, my vertical jump, at least 37. My broad jump, a yeah. ten, ten plus. Um, that's my standard. Gotta get, gotta get at least ten. Yeah. Um, for my forty time, everybody wants to know my forty time. <laughs> um, and I know a lot of teams right now have me uh projected to run the four six. I'm not running the four six. I'm gonna run way faster than that. Um, but overall, I'm shooting for uh four four sub four four forty. Um, on pro day, I feel like that's something that can really boost my stock, something that can really show that, you know, I'm as big as I am, I can move very, very smoothly. Um, so that's what I've been training for, training to to break that 449. So even if it's 449, just just hit it. Um, but overall, those are my numbers that I'm planning on producing on pro day. I'd love to see that, man. That'd be crazy. I know you were a guy that wasn't invited to the combine. Uh, like, what, what are your measurables at right now, like uh, height, height weight wise? I'm 5'10". Um, right now, I'm about uh, 228. I'm trying to get up to like 230. Um, it, it's not hard, but it's just one of those things where you want to gain muscle uh -huh. and just putting weight on. So right now, I'm 5'10", uh, around 228, 227. Um, I think my hand is about a little over nine. Um, my wingspan is about 74 and a half. Um, I haven't measured my arms in a minute, but those are overall my measurables. Right. Yeah, no, obviously uh, sub 4-4 four, four would be cool. And the rest of those numbers, I think, are definitely uh, possible for you. Like I said, you're pop off on the film. Uh, like going into a couple of fun questions now. I know, like, obviously you guys finished ninth in the nation, played a lot of really good teams this year. And you guys on your team as well got a lot of really good dogs. Uh, like, tell me, who's the best player you've seen or played with, like, just in your opinion, on in your eyes? The best player that I've seen as far as my opponent since I've been playing at Tulane, I would got I have to go with my dog, Kenny Gainwell. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. Me and him played seven on seven football together in Mississippi. He's another Mississippi guy. And we played against him in the 2019 season when he was with uh, the Memphis Tigers. And uh -huh. he's definitely, I definitely got it. It's, it's a little biased, but I definitely got to say he's my favorite player that I've played against simply because, you know, it just feels good to, uh, well, at the time it didn't feel good because he broke, broke a couple of records on us that 2019 year. But to just, you know, see him blossom and see him, you know, destroy things when he was in this conference, um, I definitely say he's my best favorite player that I've, you know, played against. And my favorite player that I've played with, I can't just name one, so I'm going right. to name three. That's fair. That's definitely fair. For this first was, first would be Dorian Williams, my right-hand man. Um, number two, uh, he was my number two, my wheel linebacker. Um, just his physicality um, that he brings to the game, um, just the overall, his length, his speed, his strength. Um, he just was a great linebacker to play beside. Um, just me and him and his connections. Um, we just always made each other better. You know, that's my brother. You know, I can depend on him for anything. And we've been best friends since we both got here in 2019. So just to see, you know, him grow and his development has definitely been a sight to see. My second guy would be Tajay Spears. Um, even when he first got here as a freshman, I could always see just how great he was going to be. Just the things that he was doing as a freshman from his cuts to the way he planted his explosion, his speed, I knew that he was going to be great. So to see this last week, how he blew up at the senior bowl and everybody around the country is talking about him. It's crazy to see like everybody is finally seeing what I saw 2019, four years ago. Um, so he's definitely, you know, somebody that had a great season for us, somebody that will have a great career in the NFL. And he's definitely on my top three list. And third, I would say my dog, Larry Brooks, you know, that's, you know, my uh, roommate, he plays safety for us. Um, just a, such a great player, you know, plays in the special teams um, and was a, a a great player for Tulane and just did a lot of things um, for us that went unseen. Um, he also is somebody that I feel like is going to have a great pro day. Um, me and him been working out together with our strength and conditioning coach, Coach Hester. Um, I feel like he has a big chip on his shoulder. But overall, you know, he had, I think he finished his Tulane career with 10 interceptions. Um, and just really was a dog for us, uh, really a smart player. Uh, me and him uh, called ourselves uh, the two-lane version of uh, Ray Lewis and uh, Ed Reed. Um, so that's my dog, man. But overall, I'll say Tajay, Dorian, and Larry are my favorite players that I've played with since I've been in Tulane. Wow. I know, like, obviously, um, it's cool. Like, I know, like, saying there's a lot of talent on that team. Like, you just talked about a lot of guys. And then, obviously, like, Michael Pratt, quarterback, one of the best in the nation, uh, like what what are those practices like are they like chirpy at all or do they get like like crazy or <laughs> it's intense it's intense um we actually in the summer the defense we was watching you know little highlights from LSU's magical 2019 season where they won a national championship and yeah. we watched an interview between Patrick Queen and him talking about Joe Burrow and how he said in fall camp they were tagging off on Joe trying to make him tougher um, and after that, they won a national championship. And so we were joking with Pratt prior to starting fall camp. And we was like, yeah, Pratt, that red jersey means nothing. We're coming at you. We're going to hit you. And one of the D linemen actually hit him <laughs> in practice. Like the first practice in pass, one of the D linemen like hit him. 
And coach, you know, went crazy on the D lineman, but I mean, we won a conference championship. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those things that you know, Pratt, he's a great quarterback. He's gonna definitely be one of the top quarterbacks next year coming out. Um, he's a, a motivator. He was a great fellow captain, and he's also one of those guys that grinds a little harder and pushes everybody around him. Um, and he definitely is 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 a great sight to see, and I'm excited to see what he does his final senior campaign. Yeah, and I think that's definitely like what you uh, said earlier is what's cool about like a player led team when you have so many like just talented athletes like that. Um, just I know you wore like forty, and and then you wore one at Tulane too. Like, just tell me what what number are you looking at? Anything in the pros, or do you got anything in mind? I want to be back in forty. Uh, I would love. Where's a cool number? I would love to be back in forty or thirty. Uh, I wore thirty my. A uh, freshman and sophomore year in high school, but if I could get back in that forty when I get to NFL, that that would be amazing. That is cool. You were you were forty your two, last two years of high school then. I so my first two years of high school, I wore number thirty, and then I went to number fourteen, and then I wore fourteen when I was at junior college, and then I got here and they put me in number forty, and then for the last two seasons, I wore number one. So if I could get back in number 40, I feel like that's a great uh, linebacker number in the NFL to have. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That's cool. That's cool, man. Uh, I know, like like I said, you guys played um, in the Cotton Bowl this year. Uh, just like another fun question I got here. There's, I know they're saying um, a 12-team college football playoff in 2024. And obviously, like I said, being a guy that played that top competition, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Would that just like, would that help college football or would that just be more games for for guys or what What are your thoughts? I feel like it will help college football um, and also help with the transition to the NFL. I mean, the NFL regular season now is about 17 games. Um, so playing more games uh, would definitely help with that transition. And also I feel like expanding the playoffs definitely give smaller group of five teams the opportunity to go out and play for a national championship, um, which is something that's mostly needed because we put in the work, we grind hard just to, just like everyone else. So we want to be able to have the opportunity like the Alabamas, the LSU, yeah. the Clemsons, the Oregons to go out and play for something that we worked hard for too. So I feel like, you know, a 12-team expanded playoff is definitely the right decision that was made. Um, I, I hate it wasn't this year because who knows what we would have we yeah. would accomplished in the playoff, but I'm glad to see it coming forward. Yeah, obviously, like, it sucks to see, um, like, obviously, like, not having that, um, like, extra competition to be able to play, even though you guys started off the season unranked and then to finish at nine and not be able to play that momentum into the playoffs that would have been, like, in the next couple of years, hopefully. But uh, hopefully it'll be fun. So we're going to see what it's like. Most definitely. Uh, I got just a couple more quick questions. I appreciate uh, all your time, Nick, and, and everything's been real fun. So I appreciate everything. Um, tell me, like, you got a favorite stadium you've ever played in? Um, the Bounce House, UCF. UCF? UCF, the Bounce House down there. Um, it's a, a great atmosphere. Um, those fans definitely bring it. Um, and I really enjoy playing down there actually wouldn't have minded you know going down there for the conference championship and beating them in their house but I'm I'm glad that we were able to do it on our own turf but yeah. I did say the bounce house is my favorite place to have played in my college career that's a cool one I've never heard of that one I've never heard of the UCF as one of the like top ones in the nation yeah. 
Uh, and then like, I want to go off of, I know you talked about um, your agent that you signed. I want to ask like, what are your thoughts on NIL and what has your experience been with like, just like NIL and, and that uh, aspect currently since it's been involved? I feel like NIL is a great opportunity to compensate players on the things that they do on a daily basis. I feel like prior to, N to, prior to NIL, a lot of people really didn't look at playing college football as a job. They looked at it as it being a privilege, when, in which is is a privilege, but it's also something that you wake up and you grind for each and every day on top of that being a student um, prior to being an athlete. Um, so I definitely feel like it gives the players uh, the opportunity to make money off their name, um, make money off their image and their likeness, which is more deserving, considering that the universities get so much from athletes and their performance, and that now athletes get to make a little money off that. Um, and overall, my experience has been good with NIL, even though I've only, you know, been doing it for a year. Um, I received a lot of different uh, opportunities to make uh, some money. Um, and just looking forward to how it grows. Um, I feel like it's something that's positive um, and that in the right situations that people can keep it from being a negative thing. Um, but the reality of it is, you know, guys want to get compensated for the work that they put in. And I feel like nothing's wrong with that. Um, so I definitely am looking forward to, you know, guys, you know, making name for themselves and making a, a profit off the things that they do. Right. And then like talking about, I know you talked about uh, your agent, EJ Gonzalez. Was it like um, after that at all? Like, did you sign him after you had done NIL deals or were your, were your NIL deals like individual without an agent or a representative? Yeah. So my NIL deals were all by myself. I always, you know, I was the one reaching out to different companies and companies were reaching out to me. So I feel like it's something that you don't really need an agent to do it for you if you understand the business etiquette and, you know, have the opportunity to negotiate it for yourself. But I feel like somebody that has a busier schedule may need somebody to organize it a little bit for them. Um, but yeah, EJ was just my representation for the NFL. Prior to EJ, I didn't have anybody negotiating my NIL stuff aside from myself. Um, but I, I don't, I don't mind you know, someone having an agent to help with NIL, but I just feel like it's something that you can do yourself and get negotiated yourself. You just, and it also gives you practice with, you know, going to NFL or also going into a job overall of how to present yourself and how, you know, submit a resume and, you know, stand on the table for yourself and say, this is what I can bring to your organization or your brand. Right. Yeah. Um, I know like NIL is moving a lot towards like high school brand. I know, um, 25 of the 50 states have passed it for high school states so far. And obviously, like you're talking um, in, in NCAA, it's it's a growing thing. Uh, I think it's important for for a lot of people. But like you said, it depends on what you're doing. And if, if like you said, what you're doing off of it. Uh, I just got one more question before I let you go. Um, just like tell me, obviously, since you played your first year at junior college, um, and obviously, I'm sure you've like developed a lot as a player since. But just tell me, like, uh, what's the biggest difference in your mind as a player from now to when you were a freshman? Mm. I would just say maturity and dedication. Um, just starting off as a freshman, you have the opportunity to get distracted by many different things. Um, and the college life itself brings a lot of different uh, distractions from all over. You can get distracted with things that are going on at home. You can get distracted with partying and things that's going on outside the program. 
So I definitely feel that my maturity grew each and every year with being more dedicated and more passionate about wanting to play football on a professional level that I was able to block out distractions and stay the course. Um, and that's just the advice I would give to anybody that's coming in as a freshman to know that what do you want to do? Do you want to just be a number, just be a guy on the team, or do you really want to be your best and produce and perform? And in order to be your best and perform the best, you have to make sacrifices. I'm not saying don't, you know, enjoy the college life, but I'm just saying there's a time for everything. And when it's time to work and when it's time to grind and prioritize your schoolwork, as well as your preparation for being on the field, you have to take advantage of that time and put off, you know, all the distractions in order to, achieve a bigger goal so I definitely say maturity is one of the main things that I've grown in the sense of coming in as a freshman right yeah uh, being a football player and like just a student athlete in general is obviously a big responsibility like as you've touched on in a lot of ways uh I appreciate your time Nick uh all your answers were great and everything was cool all, all your insight before the NFL and and good luck through everything before um the the draft comes and everything through that man most definitely man thanks for having me